Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz do it again. They beat the Brooklyn Nets 118-88, a game that was far more boring than the final score would indicate. The Nets said pretty much anybody who was anybody. Certainly their big three all out, but some of their key role players didn't play either. And the Jazz got up 38-17 in the first quarter and pretty much a 25-35 to point game the rest of the way. The Jazz win by 30 PK, you like competition. Did you find anything that really interested you in that? Maybe Bojan hitting a few shots? Bojan hitting a few shots. I know we got a little computer glitch, so we don't have sound. So I'll have to... Oh, we just played it in the last segment. So I'll just have to make it up, though. Bojan for three, and he's fouled! Buy one and get one free! It's not a bad impression of Locke. <laughs> Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that! <laughs> That's a good one. That's a <laughs> No, it was zero competition. Jordan Clarkson had a frustrating night. He was one for 11 from three, one for 15 good. from the floor. Get good. that out of your system when they're winning by yeah. 30 and they don't need you, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Joe was one of seven, but what was the intensity level? Probably uh, on a um, scale of one to ten, one. Yeah, it was one at the start of the second quarter when they gave up a 7-0 run, and Quinn called timeout with a tired look on his face like, do I really have to do this? And I think it went from 7-0, it got to 11-2, and then the Jazz went on another run. And The only thing that uh, mattered was that Clarkson got a three because Craig likes to talk about that streak, and it's yep, uh, and he got a some streak. games or 60 games. I don't even know what it is. It doesn't matter to me. But he got it. And so once he got it, that's, that was the only thing that mattered. Did you, care, did you care about uh, the streak for Joe? He shot uh, 81% from three over three games. He was 18 of 22. No, because that wasn't going to continue. Exactly. So now he's 18 of, no, he's, or he's 19, 19 of 29? 28. Uh, 28? No, he'll 28. take that. Every 28 threes he takes, if he makes 19, he'll take them. So, I mean, that's really all that matters as far as that goes. And so, why not have a crappy shooting night last night against a team that is so badly outmanned? Yeah. They Who really cares? Uh, Clarkson got off a good line on Twitter. He did not, uh, speaking of the podium, they only brought out uh, Donovan Mitchell and Bojan. Uh, but Jordan did tweet out, great team win. Keep growing, keep getting better, laying brick by brick. I, I think I took that literally tonight. Laughing till he's crying emoji. Hashtag on to the next one. And uh, Joe got jinxed by everyone talking about it, so there you no, go. No, he didn't. <laughs> he couldn't possibly he, he stay. He couldn't have had any intensity in that game. This guy's a 33-year-old nope. veteran. Come on. It was over. They were up by 30. So now they get to what we're going to refer to as the Memphis Grizzly portion of the schedule. They're going to play the Grizzlies at home Friday night. They're going to turn around and play the Grizzlies at home Saturday night. Cleveland will be here Monday, and then Wednesday, the Jazz will go to, you guessed it, Memphis to play the Grizzlies. So two in a row and three out of the next four against Memphis. 
Well, you had said this crazy season here just a minute ago, but yeah. I think that we will see that next year going yep. forward. I think that'll be one of the things that sticks. Yeah. I think it's the lesson of the bubble, uh, minimize travel, and you're seeing these things dot the schedule uh, for different teams. So, Grizzlies are 21 and 20, game over 500, sitting in ninth place in the West, and for a young team rebuilding after uh, trading Mike Conley and uh, trading Marcus All. And they got John Morant, who's now their star. And so anything they accomplish, getting into those playing games, that would be a, a step forward for them. Well, so they'll be all uh, sorts of fired up. Especially this year, they're missing Jackson, who was mm-hmm. uh, a premier player for them, or expected to be. And he's he's been out. Right, He's not back, as far as I know, right? They've got a three-game win streak. And they have uh, won four out of five, but then you flip that. Before that, they had a three-game losing streak, so they're four and four in their last eight, five and five in the last ten. It's who they are. Can the Jazz sweep them on back-to-back nights? All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Games around the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, second place in the West, give up a game to the Jazz in the standings. They are now three games behind the Jazz after losing in Orlando. It was the second night of a back-to-back. They got beat 112-111 when Evan Fournier drove to the hoop and flipped one up high off the glass and in with six and a half seconds to go. And that was the game winner for the Magic, 112-111. Devin Booker giving them the lead with free throws with 20 seconds to go. Uh, He had a decent quote uh, after after the game. He said, we started off the right way, but we never got over the hump. We pushed the lead to 10 or 12 a couple times, and we messed around with the game. They stuck around yeah. and finished it the right way. Yeah, and in that last possession, uh, thinking, well, Booker's their guy. He's got to shoot it. So he took a shot that was awfully difficult, and obviously it didn't go in. But, yeah, this is sort of who the Suns are. We talked about how Memphis, how, you know, with them, right around 500, mm-hmm. win to, lose to. Uh, the Suns, uh, much better. I think Monty Williams, in my mind, is coach of the year. Uh, but at the same time, they're going to lose a few. And they've had a few. Like at home, they lost to the Pacers a couple of weeks ago. And, and this one here, uh, not, not that it's unexplainable, because it's actually more along the lines of what I expected of them. I don't expect them to be as good as the Jazz or as, maybe even as good as their record. So... In a sense, I can sort of live with this because they still are a developing team. The interesting thing with them is that they have actually got a better record against the West. Not by much, but by a little bit over the Jazz. But the East is where they've really struggled. And they're on an Eastern road trip right now, and they get beat in Orlando. All right, the, yeah, the thing okay. with them, the yeah. thing before we leave it, the thing with them listening to Phoenix Radio mm-hmm. is they really believe that they should make some move here at the trade deadline because their window with Chris Paul being 35 years old, even though they're a developing team, it's not very long. You know, he's under contract through next season. And then at what point does he begin to show a significant decline? Uh, because, you know, you get up there in your 30s from a point guard, no less. There yep. hasn't been that position of player who's been that good uh, 37, 38 years of age. The Clippers are third in the West, and they kept pace with the Jazz. They won easily in San Antonio, 134-101. One of those scheduling quirks, uh, part of this crazy season, but it looks like it'll stick going forward. Uh, the Clippers will play the Spurs again tonight. So... Right back at it. Clippers shot 51% from three in that game. There's 17 of 33. 
Shot 56% from the floor. So pretty outrageous numbers there. We'll see if they sustain it or if the Spurs uh, get back and, and get after them. Clippers in third place. The Jazz three games up on the Suns, four on the Clippers, four and a half on the Lakers, and six and a half on the Denver Nuggets, who got blown out by Toronto. Toronto had a nine-game losing streak and beat Denver 135-111. to uh, the numbers for Denver were awful. We just had Quinn Snyder last week complaining about giving up 30-point quarters. Denver gave up 38 in the first, 34 in the second. 26 in the third was decent, but 37 in the fourth. So the Nuggets continue with the two steps forward, one step back. Trade deadline, here it is. It's today, 3 Eastern, 1 o'clock Mountain Time. You, former Ute DeLon Wright traded by the Detroit Pistons to Sacramento for Corey Joseph and two future second-round picks. And now we wait to see if other names, Kyle Lowry, LaMarcus Aldridge, somebody like that will move, like you said, PK, maybe to the Suns. Maybe they get one more veteran who makes a big difference for them and makes them tougher in the playoffs. Yeah, I think there'll probably be two or three names. Uh, They're talking about uh, the Lowry move you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, his backcourt mate, Powell. Who's a nice player, kid out of UC Los Angeles uh, a few years back? Does he get moved? Uh, opportunity here to, to pick up. The thing that I'm concerned about from the Jazz perspective is what are the Lakers going to do? By one o'clock today, we'll know. You got any? Uh, you got any player you think that they should get, or just well, like... certainly Drummond yeah. uh, at center, who would move right into the starting role uh, on that team. And to me, he's shown some ability. And I think that he could really help them. Uh, so uh, that, and if they pick up Aldridge, you know, Aldridge is 34, 35 years of age, but uh, he still can help them. When you've got two studs with the ultimate stud at the top, it's not like you need a ton. So, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about what they do because I think that this time tomorrow they have an opportunity to make their team a lot better. Certainly they could use some help on the on the bench, and I would think at the minimum LaMarcus Aldridge could do that for somebody. Come in for a few minutes, hit a few of those mid-range jumpers he's famous for. Keep you afloat while you're resting your stars. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, it's over for the BYU women's basketball team. They lose to Arizona 52-46. Their season ends in the second round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament in San Antonio. They had their chances, PK. They had a late three in the final minute that would have tied the game up with about 40 seconds to go. And uh, it was a decent shot. It just didn't go in. And before that, they actually led midway through the fourth quarter. But couldn't hold on. Arizona gets it done. Oh, yeah, I think they were up by four, 53-49, something like that, yeah. or 40, 43-39. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that was right there for the taking. It's got to be frustrating uh, to, to not get that. I mean, I was rooting for him like crazy because of Jeff, honestly. Yeah. Everybody's known uh, Jetty forever. So uh, wanted to see that happen. I, I covered them way back when in the Sweet 16. I covered, I was thinking about this, I covered Utah women and BYU women in separate years in the Sweet 16 in Denver. (laughs) Is that the Aaron Thorne run? Uh, Might have been. I mean, she was an excellent player, no question about it. Uh, So I can't remember who the the key players were. I, I just remember the one for Utah 
is our family was having, you know, my, my parents and sisters at Las Vegas. And so we were having a get together in Vegas and I had to fly from Vegas up to Denver. So I took my family down, drove down, had to fly up to Denver for the game. And they were playing Notre Dame and Notre Dame was the overwhelming favorite to win it that year. And so I didn't take any clothes because I figured the Utes would lose and then I would get up the next morning and fly right back. So I'd be in Denver less than 24 hours. And in those days, they didn't have quarters. They just had halves. And, uh, man, it was deep into the second half, and the Utes were winning. And it's not like I was rooting for them to lose. Because Elaine Elliott was an excellent basketball coach there. At <laughs> but you were thinking, what am I going to do for clothes yeah, if they yeah. hold on? <laughs> yeah. Guess I'm going I'm gonna, shopping. I was on Laundry. the first flight out the next morning to get back to Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, and, and eventually Notre Dame did prevail. And I had like a six o'clock flight to get back to Vegas so we could resume our little family extended weekend. <laughs> but for a little bit of time there, I was nervous. So I've covered a lot of women's basketball over the years, that's for sure, and I have no problem covering it. Uh, they've lost to some good teams when they've been there. Uh, Juddie's Sweet 16 losses have been to Tennessee and Colorado, and those programs are at the height of their power. And you're right, Notre Dame was really good the year they knocked the Utes out. So, All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Washington football team owner Dan Snyder will gain almost complete control of the franchise. The NFL's finance committee cleared the way for him to buy out his minority investors. Finance committee approves Snyder's application for a $450 million debt waiver, an NFL spokesman confirmed. The other voters will vote at the league's annual meeting next week on whether to approve the deal. Snyder needs 24 of the 32 to do it. He's butted heads with some of his minority owners. And they won out, and uh, I guess he's not a fun guy to be a partner with. So, hit the road. And they may be settling on the name uh, WFT for the long run, despite your pleas for multiple other options. But there it is in Washington. No, no, no. The team football, so WTF, or the pigskins, or the skins. The pigskins seems so obvious. And yet, it's not I would actually, if my cousin... Charlie Casserly was still the GM. I would give them a call because he used to be their GM, and he is my cousin now. He's like my third cousin, but nevertheless, his parents uh, lived in Sun City when we moved out there, and they were our only family, so we spent a fair amount of time. In fact, his dad, I was playing freshman basketball, and I didn't play a whole lot, and his dad went up to the coach afterward and (laughs) complained about why, and so the coach is, is that your grandfather? I said, no. Uh, he's my father's cousin. My grandmother is named Casserly. And one time I did call Charlie. I just called. I called up the Redskins. Hey, can I speak to uh, Charlie Casserly, please? Uh, who's this? I gave him my name. A couple minutes later, hello? <laughs> he picked up the phone. <laughs> I thought that was a little, kind of weird because I just cold called him <laughs> and asked him for tickets uh, for my father. And I was, I, was living in Salt, I was living in Sandy at the time when I did it. Uh, I called him up and uh, I said, hey, my father really wants to go to the game this week. Can you hook him up? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You're lucky he was at his desk. I know. I thought it was bizarre. You just pick up the phone. I speak to the GM. Yeah, hold on a second. (laughs) Let me connect you. (laughs) I'm sure he told her. He probably thought it was my father because we have the same last name. And for, well, obviously the same last name, but I meant to say same first name. Uh... So, uh, and, and I'm sure you remember, because when his father died, he actually stayed at our house. Hmm. Uh, 
during that time. So I'm sure you remember. But, yeah, so my father went to the game. Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is returning to the Colts. He signs in Indianapolis one year, $10 million, $8 million guaranteed. This will be his 10th year with the Colts. Only team he's played for in the NFL. He wrote in a tweet, it's only right I finish what I started. Yeah, I mean, you looked at the Colts and they said, I want to love you, T.Y. Hilton. PYT, pretty young thing. I see where you're going. Okay. (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, the Steve Sarkeesian era hits the brakes pretty quick here. University of Texas pausing their spring practices due to COVID-19 issues. The school said in a statement the move was made out of an abundance of caution as a result of student-athletes impacted by COVID-19 protocols. So what are the limits on spring practices? How far can you kick them down the road? Well, I know the NCAA had rules that they had to be over I want to say three weeks before the final exams. Now, I don't know if those rules have been amended, but that's how teams always slotted their uh, spring ball was based on, and it may not be 21 days exactly, but there was some rule as to how it was set based on an academic purpose, and there had to be enough time frame between the end of that and when that Usually they call it like a dead time for studying, yeah, something like that. Adding on to that, so. PK, I was talking with somebody. They said this year, if it is impacted by COVID, you apply for a waiver and they will help you okay. put yeah. it together. So, so yeah, so probably uh, that would happen there. So I don't know exactly what the rules are now. University of Georgia's wide receiver George Pickens, surgery on his right knee after suffering an ACL injury in a non-contact drill. He led the Bulldogs with six touchdown catches in 2020. And now he's going to have ACL surgery. All right, that is what is trending. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. No job too big or small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call him at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, we're talking jazz with the TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Craig Bowlerjack will join us coming up at 8 o'clock this morning. And Joe Ingles expected to check in around 835 or 840. DJ and PK, it's 97.5. At 1280 The Zone.